Welcome to We Took the Liberty, a podcast where we discuss our mediocre lives, ruminate on the weird and funny parts of our day-to-day, and explore some of our favorite places and activities in Lexington, Kentucky. I'm Logan Trent, and with me now and forevermore, Ben Anderson. Ben, that's the first time you've ever stretched during the <laughs> intro, and that, that got me. Uh, I've been trying more and more lately just you to like, see what, what might get you. I, can, I was going to say, I can hold it for the most part, but yeah, that, I don't know why that got I think it was the T-Rex R's that got me on that one. So uh, That one was for my son. He's still too young to understand you know <laughs> jokes but so he <laughs> wait a minute but he's he's doing t-rex does he know what he's doing or is he oh just he like... loves dinosaurs right oh, now okay yeah. all right that's his year and a half like dinosaurs yeah. are his jam yeah has he seen jurassic park yet no well he's made he's seen some jurassic park spinoffs <laughs> okay there, there is a jurassic park Paw Patrol? Uh, basically, Paw Patrol. <laughs> There's a Jurassic Park uh, spinoff for uh, teenagers. Okay. That uh, that actually my wife is hooked on now. Okay. <laughs> it's an animated series. <laughs> she started watching it with my daughter, who's four. I don't know if this is the joke that you're making, so I could be ruining this whole bit. But did you know the thing about... The My Little Pony, the Brony phenomenon. Oh yes. I've okay. That whenever that re-released like My Little Pony series came out, like this uh-huh. was something like when I was like finishing college. Yep. That was becoming like a phenomenon. <laughs> that the according to the Nielsen ratings or whatever they use to to measure this, that the the demographic that most watched that show were like eighteen to twenty five year olds. <laughs> So, males. I, males, exactly. Yeah. yeah, so hence the name Brony. And so yep. I'm very, very curious. Just what was in this show? Are you pony curious? I, I am. I am pony curious at this point. Okay. I just want to say that here in front of our public. But I, I'm, I'm truly interested in just like what is the content of this show that... 18 to 25 year olds were flocking to it. Were flocking to it. Well, I think and when I say flocking, they were flocking. Like yeah, it was, yeah. It, well, it, yeah. because it's also important to recognize that the brony population also, you know, recognizes uh, Pegasus and, you know, <laughs> alicorns, which are, yeah. are winged unicorns, as part of their number. So when, yeah. they, when they're flocking... <laughs> It's those that are winged right. are, are flocking. Right. Um, I'm really impressed with your ancient <laughs> mythical horse knowledge. Oh, no, it's not ancient. It's because I have a four-year-old daughter. Who, okay, yeah. yeah. So I've I've watched my fair share of My Little Pony. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, like this iteration. I don't know how many iterations I think there it's, are. I think it's this iteration. There's, okay. a, there's an even more recent iteration. Okay. Thank you, Netflix. Yeah, right. Um... Uh, in which I think Chris Pine voices one of the <laughs> characters. Um, That's all I need to know. That's exactly why eighteen to twenty-five year olds are watching. Yeah, this. they nailed it. But yeah. I think it's it speaks more to really the time frame in which this happened. Mm-hmm. So you're saying it's when you were getting out of college. So you were we yeah. were smack dab in the middle of that demographic. Yeah, right. Well, Even yeah, though yeah, I yeah, guess yeah. you graduated college when you were like thirty right. one or thirty two. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. 30, Roughly. Uh, you had a few victory laps. Right. There. But uh 
But I graduated after just two victory laps. Yeah. Which <laughs> made me more sort of your average. Yeah. More like Gen Z. Yeah. I'm very much like, I'm yeah. really hip to the job. Well, the reason you didn't graduate on time was because you just loved it. Like, yeah. we've talked about that a lot offline. Is that you were just a big proponent of just racking up as much debt as possible. Yeah. Uh, it was sort of an experiment. Yeah. Um, I wanted to see if I could be the reason that the president, whoever it would be, right. would cancel student debt. <laughs> okay. Um, you could possibly rack up enough that they would be like, well, we have to. We, we have, have to, to do something <laughs> about this. Our economy is teetering on the verge of extinction because this one human being has right. racked up You're... so much debt and really made so little difference in his right. own life <laughs> that that it's it's yeah. unthinkable to force him to attempt to pay this back. Yeah. Teaching the federal government a lesson by saying like it look, it's on you for giving me all this money to just yeah. wish away. You so. said I could have it. <laughs> you didn't say that I had to do something important or right. strategic with it. Yeah, yeah. There was very little information in that form that you sent me. Like It was just like, do you want money? Okay, here you yeah. go. And uh, let's be fair. 18 to 25-year-old males are always going to say yes to that question. <laughs> That's true. Which brings us right back to the brony situation. Right, right, exactly. So really, when we were leaving college, we mm. were that cross-section of male society yeah. grew up being told that we were not allowed to be anywhere near ponies. I, I do remember that. I remember that. That was an elective when I first came You get away from that pony! You don't touch that pony! Put it down right now! <laughs> Yeah, that was... Uh, yeah, Those that, are words all of us heard growing yeah. up. Yeah. And we wouldn't even... We wouldn't actually, at the time, be near ponies. Like, ponies were just something that was used almost like a... It wasn't a, a euphemism, but like a slang term. Just like, yeah. stay, away, stay away from that pony. Yeah. Get away from... Anything that could, like, detriment, be detrimental to, like, our upcoming lives. You don't touch that pony! That's it's, right. it's a stick of dynamite. <laughs> I said, don't touch that pony! Get away from that pony! Yeah, I remember there was a part of the D.A.R.E. program that uh, my dad taught for like 12 years in uh, in Moorhead, where I grew up. Yeah. That, uh, yeah, every everything eventually took on the persona of a pony. That this drug, um, oh, that, yeah. that creepy car, like all yeah. that, that's where that language started getting worked in there. It's like, don't get in that pony! The last thing you need to do is get in that pony! <laughs> but he has ponies! <laughs> I remember that commercial. Do not actually. get in a pony. Do not snort pony. If you <laughs> see someone with a pony in their hand chopping up ponies to snort lines of ponies, you get away from that pony. You do not freebase ponies. You, do, you, you don't take a long, sick draw yeah. off a dank pony. Yeah. But I remember McGruff was like, take a bite out of pony. Like, you remember that? Yeah, and he was like holding like a limp, <laughs> lifeless pony and like yeah. biting it. Yeah. That was the last campaign with Gruff, wasn't it? Yeah, he, well, he is a bloodhound. So, I mean, he, the jaw strength on a bloodhound. Yeah. Like, that, that would snap a pony's back. I think like, that's what, easily. yeah, that was the most impressive thing to me. <laughs> was watching like a life-size dog yeah. bite 
physically bite out of a live pony. Right. That was the campaign they were trying. It was the pilot campaign before like the the strength squad that would come to schools and they would tear phone books in half to show you how powerful like virgins can be. And <laughs> So then, so then McGruff was like, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna bite a pony in half to show you how cool it is to not, to not to be not a do drugs." Yeah. Yeah. Advent is upon us. We are in that Gosh, Christmas season. Sorry, just when you said that, I was like taken right back to church this last Sunday because yeah. that's the way that you know the priest always announces it. He just sort of strolls up there and he goes, Advent is upon us. But like in a robotic way, like what I said. Yeah. You were close. In a very, yeah, robotic and kind of menacing. Like they drop the lights. Yeah. And there's only candles behind them. And then, yeah, yeah. it's the announcement of Advent is upon us. But then it kind of like hypes up and there's like laser lights yeah. and t shirt cannons. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that that would be wonderful in your like high church context. <laughs> like, actually, that would be, would be so great. fantastic. Uh, I wonder We're if going I can... in a different direction, everybody. <laughs> I mean, it, well, to to take it down down a notch. I mean, it is a celebration, so mm. I feel like you know. Sure. Yeah. So yeah, Father Martin comes back from a conference and he's like, "Guys, I've got, I've, I've got, we've been doing it all wrong. A whole new vision." <laughs> and then he just shoot, shoots like one of the people like in the committee with the t-shirt with cannon. The t-shirt and cannon. Like, I get it. I get it. <laughs> from like ten feet away. <laughs> oh, that's great. So <clears throat> we talked last week about my firm stance on mm. no. Christmas stuff until after Thanksgiving. Yes, um, we did. I we were able to sustain that firm belief that I have this yes. year. Yep. Um, so, but immediately after the Thanksgiving season, we came back, started watching Christmas movies, started listening to Christmas music, uh, and the music part was the thing that really got me. So mm. as we were heading home, we were listening to uh, Mixmas uh, or the Pandora version of of that. And long live Mixmas. I, yeah, and I told I told Lindsay at one point that I think I realize why I want to hold off on Christmas music so much because the music it's it's just the same songs. Yeah, yes, like, it's been true. it's been the same songs for like 60, 70 years. And so, just because, like, the difference between Bing Crosby singing White Christmas mm. and Dua Lipa singing White Christmas, like, yeah. it's the same song. Yeah, it's the there's same just song, a different yeah. beat in it. And, like, there's nothing, like... And so, like, I, I think that's that's the thing that I wrestle with. It's like, okay, I've already heard this. I don't need to listen to it, like, 30 more times, like, within the span of a month. You're making me feel really sad. Okay, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to bring the mood down on this. Is this is this something I've like manifest into your head? Well, now? it's just all the same. Yeah, right. Just over and over. It's mm-hmm. always the same. Now the outlier is Mariah Carey's Christmas song. All I want for Christmas is liberty. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So almost. <laughs> 
and you were delivering it in a way that I think was the original way she wanted to sing it. <laughs> Just uh, but stuttering. Really, yeah, they really like pushed back hard on her with that. So, but I think the reason that that song like blew up is it is a good song. Like I'm not I'm not going to deny that. But I think the reason it went into the stratosphere was because it was has been the same music for like 40 years up to that mm. point and then they were like yeah. everyone was like something new somebody finally found a new arrangement for christmas <laughs> <laughs> yeah um i did my wife actually had a cd that mm-hmm. was uh that contained one of the best christmas songs okay. i've ever heard in my entire okay. life Hit me. um i actually I wish I um, was better equipped in this moment. Well, while you're looking up, yeah, that Christmas I, I song, need to find the you, lyrics because I need to read it to you. So um, let me let me just tell you about like my favorite Christmas album. So we have a uh, a record that my mom had that was a Loretta Lynn Christmas record. Wonderful. I I propose to you that this is the greatest Christmas album ever made. Not just because it's Loretta Lynn. Not just because it's country, back when country was country, but when she has a song in it called To Heck with Old Santa Claus. Wow. Which is fantastic. And it's all about like a kid not getting what they want and then wanting to beat up Santa Claus because of it, which I think is just Which we've all been there. Yeah. There's a lyric in it where she says, I want... She says, I want to hit him in his ho-ho-ho with a bunch of big snowballs. <laughs> it's beautiful. Uh, it's it's a work of art. So, man. Um, yeah. Um, so, which actually brings us to... and See, okay. Mm-hmm. Let's actually sink our teeth into this sure. a little bit yeah. more. That's what's so beautiful about country music. Yeah. And I'm not a country music fan. Sure. But it... It contains... There are songs that are undeniably the everyman song. Yeah. (laughs) We all have experienced that Mm -hmm. as young men, women in this world. Yeah. We've experienced that hatred for Santa Claus. Right. Where we we were good. Right. We did all the things we were supposed to. And Santa gave us the shaft. Yeah. And the only... I'm not okay with that, but... (laughs) Um and it, it <laughs> and it precipitated a desire to just kick the shit out of Santa. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Well, I I think that's what Loretta was trying to like yeah, get, and, at. and that yeah. really is like that's the essence of Christmas in my right heart. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's kicking the shit out of Santa. That's right. For you know for. For shorting you on presents. Yeah. Because, you know, it's the reason for the season. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great point. Santa has a magical workshop. It's with, not even... It doesn't cost him anything to give you gifts. Yes. He... he, Yeah, he has figured out the equation of just... Yeah. Materials and costs. Like, none of let's that like, just, factors into yeah. anything that's let's going just, on. Let, let's just... Let's not think about the yeah. po- potential issues yeah. with if, elf labor... Let's just pretend that in this situation, and I know I'm walking a very dangerous line here, but it's Christmas, and this is sort of a universal thing. The myth is that elves enjoy making 
gifts. Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, and this only applies to elves. Yeah, we know that they're not human. <laughs> yeah. They're not, dear God, the things that I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. Well, <clears throat> here's the thing. I think that the fact that it's all just this magical world. Why in the world can I not get everything that I ask for? From yes, Santa? exactly. Like, is there some weird like? morality compass that he like keeps track of that that i'm not talking about the not like naughty or nice list i'm talking about like the like how nice do you have to be to get like everything that you've asked for yeah like, that just like that and doesn't when make does he start counting is it all year it right. can't be right. all year right yeah. we know other people who have gotten good things yeah. they're not good people right <laughs> That's true. And, yeah, I think one of the most unsettling parts of Santa is the the fact that he sees you when you're sleeping. Like, that is just <laughs> the thought the thought of an old grouchy man that's just trying to, like, check off boxes of naughty or yeah. nice watching people yeah, as they're I, sleeping. That's true. The, that core tenet of his, of his sort of superpowers... <laughs> Is that he sees you when you're sleeping. Yeah. He knows when you're awake. It doesn't say he's seeing you when you're awake. That's a great point. His superpowers are limited to where he can only see you when you're asleep. He's he's like Freddy Krueger. <laughs> Santa is treading through your dreamscape. Like Inception style. Yeah. Looking for clues as to whether or not you've been good or bad. I mean, maybe he can see us when we're awake, uh, but he doesn't want to. Uh, again, He's only the, seeing us when we're asleep. I'm going to go back to the classic song that we were just talking about, and he, well, I think he only knows when we're awake. So but he's only dropped he's, off the radar, and so like. So yeah. you think Santa sits down at this like he goes into this room, he shuts the doors, you know, he draws the curtains. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's sort of a Sauron situation. He's in his tower. He approaches this like mystical snow globe. Yes. He places his hands on it. His eyes roll back in his head. Yeah. Uh, you know the flurries in the snow globe really start flying, mm -hmm. and and then he's like, oh no. Yeah. Logan's awake. Yeah. I know it. I can't see it. Yeah. Because I'm getting blocked out. Yeah. But I know that. Oh wait wait wait. No, he just drifted off, yeah. and then he like, and then he just sits there and watches you. Yeah, I, I, I was, I, I like, I really like the Lord of the Rings reference. I was kind of almost thinking of a uh, Professor Xavier, like, oh, like when he can see like all all of the, of the uh, minds yeah, of the world, just, yeah, yeah, that kind of thing. I'm thinking that's more of like what he's doing. Is he's oh, like sitting, he kind of he play yeah. like he lifts a helmet off of the snow globe and yeah. he places it on yeah. his head. And uh, what is that computer called? I don't remember. I, I, I don't know why I can't think yeah, of the name of it. Professor either, but... Brainstack. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but of course the helmet is shaped like his Santa calf because I mean oh, that's yes, that's just the power like <laughs> the power of it. And it just sort of the, the yeah. little ball on the end just glows. Yeah. As he's like yeah, seeing the minds of the people that are only yeah. asleep, but yeah, uh, he can yeah. only yeah. And then up on the screen pops up like all these people in like beds or in, yeah. you know hammocks or wherever, depending on where you know. So you know he's looking at people you know in in you know Hawaii like yeah. they're sleeping in hammocks. 
right. That's what you do. Right. Uh, you know, they're out by the ocean. They're on the yeah. beach sleeping, you right. know, on the sand. Um. <laughs> what a dangerous superpower <laughs> to be able to only see people when they're sleeping. I mean, that's just... That's haunting to a level that I don't think I've ever, like, meditated on. <laughs> I think, really, the question is, does that does that make you want to sleep during the day? Yeah. Or sleep at night? Well, you're not safe either way. It doesn't matter what time it is. <laughs> like, it's just when you're sleeping. But so does he have to first be... First shift, second shift, third shift, doesn't matter. Like, we're all screwed. We're all under the scrutiny Uh-oh. of Santa Claus. <laughs> but how many bad things can you do when you're sleeping? Is he looking at our dreams? Is he like, oh, you're like, in your dream, you were, like, you, you know, you went to work... And you're at the water cooler, and someone walked up. And then... It's so hard to keep it clean, and it's just <laughs> cracking me up. Because we can think of a million things that people are dreaming about doing while they're sleeping, like this, that, the other. And we're just not mentioning it. And we're running as far away from it as we possibly can. Oh my goodness. Uh, so, all that to say, yeah. The Christmas. So, if we're going to listen to Christmas songs. I say let's just keep the classics, but let's 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 maybe only listen to them for a couple weeks before Christmas. That's that's my thing because there's only so many Christmas songs out there. So you don't, yeah, you don't want a couple of months of Christmas yeah, songs. I, no, d- yeah. definitely not. Yeah. All right. So growing up, <laughs> growing up in. A small town. You grew up in a small town, right? Like it was, yeah, like yeah. Minneapolis, St. Paul right. area of uh, yeah. the Twin Cities, as we call it. Yeah, in, the uh, largest Minnesota. metropolitan yeah part area, of Minnesota. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, it was fairly, you know, it was quaint. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, growing up, uh, spending weekends on Lake Minnetonka, like just a very, <laughs> a very, very. Uh, haphazard yeah every you know everybody you pass on the street you recognize you know everybody all (laughs) the time you don't go to the grocery store without seeing like your aunt and it's like (laughs) oh don't ask me about mom again you know (laughs) anyway so growing up in a small town there is there is very little to do to keep yourself like entertained um so one of one of the stupid things that I never got engaged with. I did like, <laughs> I did get a ticket one time for doing donuts in like a gravel parking lot in the middle of uh, Moorhead. Okay. Yeah. But but one of the things that my friends would love to do is they would love to burn out at like stoplights. Okay. Do you know what I'm talking about? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like absolutely tearing out. So we. <laughs> What so, kind of cars did you all drive that you're, like, burning oh, it out? Was, yeah, trust me. This was, like, a Dodge Stratus that people were, like, burning oh, yeah. out on. And so, like, there was nothing, like, Oh, man, a Dodge Stratus was hot. <laughs> yeah, right. That was hot in the <laughs> mid-90s. But, yeah, so it's, like, it's it's that. It's Mercury's. It's, like, a bunch of, like, nonsense that people were driving and they were, like, trying to burn oh, yeah. out. So, um, but we didn't call it burnout. What my friends were referred to it as is they would call it chirping bros. <laughs> <laughs> I 
And so... Oh, man. So Chirpin' Bros refers to the sound that the squall of the tires makes. Okay. And yeah. then as you're doing it, you're, like, signaling to your bros. Like, do you see what I'm doing? Do you see that I'm burning out right now? And then you would, like, just take off, like, after that. And people just thought it was, like, the most wonderful thing. So I learned about this new phrase that I've never heard before. And I just want to get your take on it. Okay. So, another way to say that exact same thing is whipping shitties. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Which I think is just the most ridiculous way to describe anything in the world. Well, I thought, okay, I've heard that before, but I thought whipping shitties was doing donuts in the parking lot. Oh, okay. So, is this... Like, so like you got a ticket for whipping shitties. I did. I did. I did. Like I'm I'm a whipping shitties legend. You got caught with your pants down. That's right. I did. <laughs> I did. I did. Um so wait. So you had heard that phrase before. I've I've heard whipping shit. I didn't I've not in heard Saint Paul. I yeah, of course. Yeah. Well, in St. Paul everybody's whipping shitties. Yeah. That's where that's where Fast and Furious was filmed, right? In yeah. St. Paul. Well, it's where the origin story was sort of born. It was right. sort of uh-huh. stolen from us. Uh, I don't want to get into it because yeah. there's a lot of bitterness. Um, you know, ducks fly together, but apparently not when you're family. Have you ever watched any of the Fast and Furious films? <laughs> I've seen bits and pieces. I've never watched. I've seen an. I've I've seen enough <clears throat> of a few of them yeah. to have seen the entirety of all of them. Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> that's that's a great way to say that. So my family are like obsessed with the Fast and Furious mm. films, and they understand that they've gone like off this like insane like level, but they're like they they're here for it. I am being that like curmudgeon that is like proud of the fact I've never watched one. Of wow, those not a single and so, one. No. And wow, that's I, just I surprising to me based on the number of movies you have seen in right. your life. It's it's true. It is a little shocking to me as well that I've never just like watched it on basic cable when it first came out or anything. Well, it's like just that, like so. it, it's deeply uncharacteristic <laughs> of you to have not watched a movie that exists. It is, but it's not uncharacteristic of me for some reason to just like put a line in the sand about something nonsensical. <laughs> that is very true. Yeah, it's sort of a convergence of of uh, arbitrary yeah. line drawing <laughs> and right. like. And total immersion yeah. in the movie media. <laughs> it's almost like for me, now we're just like analyzing my mental like take on movies. But it's almost like me trying to like protect myself in some way. Where it's like, yeah. I need to not watch this franchise or else I've like fallen into it like ultimately. Like I've never seen a Harry Potter film either. And Wow, actually I feel like we've we've crossed over the line. Okay. We're not talking about movies anymore. Mm-hmm. We're just talking about you. Yeah. It's true. Isn't that what this whole podcast is about? <laughs> <laughs> I think that I think that uh, a psychoanalyst could easily listen to this podcast and draw troubling conclusions about both of us. <laughs> In a matter of minutes. Yes. I mean, they probably listen, need to listen to at least 30 minutes, and then they can like p- piece that together. So It depends on which five minutes they <laughs> listen to.
Special thanks to Sunmates for our theme music. Also, a very special thanks to Nick Woods for our logo art. If you'd like to reach out to us, we are now on Facebook and Instagram. Just look for We Took the Liberty on either platform. Thanks for listening.